0: You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. My thing is helping people understand how our brains work so that we can be better and do better in any area of life that's important to us. So as well as bite-sized brain science, I'll be bringing you interviews and advice from experts and guests who specialize in working with entrepreneurs and leaders to help them explore potential, possibilities, and ways to be more effective. And the best bit? We can start right now. Leadership rightly gets a lot of attention as a topic. It affects us all whether we identify as leaders or not. Leadership shapes every aspect of society, economic, political, cultural, and social. Mihaila Plugarasu, a professor at Florida International University, believes that leadership starts with self-leadership and that creating the leaders of the future requires parents to bridge the gap that currently exists through the application of self-leadership skills. So what are they? Let's find out. So, Mihaila, thank you so much for joining me today. Very interested in the topic that we are about to discuss. It's something that I know you talk a lot about and I'd love to get your take on it. Tell me, what do you mean by the term self-leadership?
1: Thank you for having me on the podcast. Such an honor and pleasure to be here. Great question and thank you for the question. So self-leadership for me means leadership from the inside out. Mm. To expand on that, what I mean is that in order for us to be able to lead others and for us to be able to lead organizations and teams and inspire others, very important, inspire, we have to be able to lead ourselves, right? which means I have to be able to know myself so well, to know my strengths, to know my limitations, my limiting beliefs, to understand how my mind works, how my mind works when everything is going well, how my mind responds when things are not going well. So I need to know all of these things about myself in order for me to show up in my own life which will then have a, a multiplying effect on the lives of others if that's what my mission in life is right is to build a legacy to build a business to 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 have an impact in the world in some way shape or form so self leadership put it shortly means high levels of self awareness
0: mm know thyself yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I know you talked a lot there about sort of self-leadership as being very important for leaders. Is it important for the rest of us?
1: Well, as you know, I am a college professor and a teacher, and my belief is that we are all leaders, right? I don't want to go into the debate, are leaders born, our leaders made, but... We all have the potential inherently to live the lives that we want. So that takes leadership, which means it takes, again, self knowledge, but then it takes uh, strategy, it takes intention, it takes commitment, it takes pl- uh, planning, healthy habits, discipline. Mm. So all of us, in order for us to reach that high, highest level of potential that we are all born with, we have to demonstrate that we are able to practice all of these skills that I mentioned earlier. So when a person is able to do that in their own lives, whatever their mission or their ultimate goal is, it doesn't always have to be you know, at a humanity scale, right? Somebody may want to live a simple but very healthy conscious life and to be a good member of the local community where they're in. And that's a beautiful thing, right? Mm. So we have to be able to practice these skills and demonstrate levels of mastery in all of the things that I, I mentioned earlier. And when we do that, by default, we inspire others to live better lives.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: for me, self-leadership means first that, that I commit myself to the work that it's required for me to reach my highest potential. And, and it's a journey. It's never a final destination. This high potential always gets redefined. But when I do this along my journey, I make changes around me. I, I create change and I create impact around me, so other people, other people's lives get better. Mm. And the perfect small example is the self-leadership class that I created for my university. I believe in this so much that I created a small course that it's now offered to students. I teach this to college students. And at the end of the course, their lives are on a different track because Mm -hmm. now they're equipped with so much more self-knowledge. So it has a multiplying effect. Mm -hmm. And these students one day will be the next CEOs of Apple and whatever other brand. Yes. Mm -hmm. So so that's how I see it. Leadership means my self-leadership means my commitment to myself to reaching or at least attempting to reach my potential. You know,
0: when you say all that, Mihaela, it it, on one level sounds like so much common sense. Mm -hmm. And the question that comes to my mind is, how are people getting to college, university level and beyond without having this in their lives already?
1: Wow, this is the million dollar question. I've been I've been wrestling with this question for the last 15 years, working in education and and seeing it firsthand. I don't know. And I do know it's 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 that sort of an answer. I believe we have it all wrong when it comes to to early childhood education. So systemically speaking, we're teaching the wrong things in our schools uh, we're still focusing on on academics. That they are useful. I am a teacher, of course. I believe in academics, but the world changed. We're in the 21st century. Technology, as we all know, is shaping the wiring of our children's brains today. Right? This has been happening for the last few decades. And it's only getting more and more and more accelerated. And it seems to me that the curriculum in starting with elementary schools all the way to high school, when the mind of the human, right, is being shaped, the curriculum stayed the same as 100 years ago. And at the same time, the human brain must is being forced to adapt to the new technology, the rapid communication, the multiple platforms of communication and channels and social media presence, and 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 it's this confusion that we create in our children's minds. So going back to your question, I think we are failing our children from the get-go. So if I would if I could have a superpower that's my superpower of choice is to change the entire k through 12 education curriculum we have to start teaching our children about their minds how the mind works what's happening in their brain how do they form beliefs and perceptions about the self and about the world how how communication works how human connection human relatedness works so all of that all of that within the twenty first century technology, so that's my answer. We're failing our children from the very beginning, and by the time they they reach adult life and they come to college, i I see them right in my classes. They're wonderful, brilliant, very eager to make a change in the world, young minds. But they're lost. They don't know mm. how, because they don't know anything about the inner workings of their minds. So my class focuses on that first.
0: Mm. Mm. It's just so important, Mihala. It really, really is. I, I, I we're definitely singing from the he- the same hymn sheet on this one because um, I absolutely agree with you. And you know, I've personally, I've seen how my own life has changed. The more I've learned about how the brain works and how that actually manifests in our lives in terms of how we act, react and interact. And also, you know, what you're saying about helping children to, you know, what what would the world be like if we had a generation or, you know, all future generations of children came to uh, adult age with all that knowledge and awareness of how they work and how other people work already in place? And so I guess that you know we, we have a bridge here, really, don't we? As as parents of children, we, if we are interested in seeing our children benefit from what is coming out of neuroscience and so on, that we have to be that bridge ourselves.
1: Yes, yes, Deirdre, absolutely, and exactly because of that, I took action on my own in my small world that I can make a difference in and we we can all do that. So for that reason I created a program for parents. It's called the Conscious Parent Accelerator because I want to show parents I am a mom, I am raising a, my son and I want to show parents that there is a way. There is a way for all of us as parents to raise the next generation of adults with high levels of self-awareness, high levels of emotional intelligence with a foundation and a base for these children to start their lives with positive self-regard, with self-independence, with Mm self-trust, right? Um, Children who understand the power of their own bodies, and they learn to have a relationship to be present in their own bodies in their own minds mm-hmm. i do this consistently with with my son and i wanted to pass this on to other parents mm-hmm. and my program is uh, following my formula that i came up with so so parents can follow the framework the abc formula for conscious parenting and it's a for self awareness b for being present mm-hmm. and c for connection and this w- adults today are not equipped for any of this because we are the results of the school system that is not prepared for for the mm-hmm. 21st century and the old school parenting that you and i and most parents received so First, the parent as an adult needs to do the work on these skills, right? Self-awareness, presence, connection. And then we transfer that into, okay, how do I relate differently to my child now? How can I be present with my child's emotions now? Mm-hmm. When when they're going through an emotional episode, how do I teach my child that 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 whatever they feel is okay to feel Mm. so they can work with their own emotions and they can emotion coach themselves later on? Because now I am modeling that for them. And then, of course, a lot of science based tools for connection. Mm. So that's my bridge. I invite everybody to walk with us on this bridge because you're right, the bridge is parenting. We mm-hmm. we have to take responsibility as parents. I call this parental accountability. We cannot blame anybody. We cannot sit around and be in victim mode. You know, it's the school, it's mm-hmm. this. No, we, we can we can start making the change in each of our families with these tools.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's... Very, very powerful concept, Michaela. And, you know, I loved what you said as well about, you know, that this was what you had done. And I think I think the words you used were in my small world. And that's where each of us is in a small world, but that then is just a subset of the bigger world. And that bigger world is the one that our children will, will inherit and will in turn form as they go forward. And, I, you know, one of the things that occurs to me as well as we talk is that Um, You know, I I work with a lot of people who are creating businesses, who are building businesses, who are trying to change the world in their own way. And some of the things that hold them back are are elements of this self-leadership. It's elements of not understanding why they're having the emotional responses that they're having and not being able to, I guess, look at those from an observer mode. They are still caught in those. And, you know, these are the very skills that we can uh, and the very pitfalls that we can help our children avoid by being that bridge.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I talk about the uh, disidentification of the mind. I talk about that with my college students, right? I, mm-hmm. I teach them to um, the skill to observe their own minds and the thought process and and then to ask themselves what is the roots of this of this thinking patterns right so and in class i go all the way back to how how the brain develops in 0 to 7 how the mind works in 0 to 7 early childhood they get a chance to look at those early experiences and 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 reflect on them and that's not for any of us to judge our parents, or mm. how we started in life. It's only to understand and to get better. So so I I teach this practice both to my college students in my self-leadership class, and I I talk about this with my son, who is only 10. And I started talking with him about the fact that his mind is a tool to serve him, that he needs to be able to observe it from a a distance when things get confusing. Of course, I change the language based on age, but what I want to tell parents is, let's start early. Mm -hmm. Children are outstandingly intelligent. Mm -hmm. They understand if we take the time, if we take Mm -hmm. the time to to, to mirror to them that our body-mind Uh, system is very complex, but we can understand it. We can befriend it. It's nothing to be scared of. And then quickly, what I want to say is we also have to model these practices. We cannot just be teachers. We have to be models, right? I have to do that with myself. If I'm going through a tough time in the house, I, I have to be the one modeling to my son by telling him, for example, you know what? I can, I can feel my body going through a tough time right now. I, can, I am observing myself not being able to hold this conversation. May I have 10 minutes for myself and I'll come right back to you. Hmm. So we constantly have to model this. And that's how we, we raise a different generation for a better world.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I
1: mean, I guess the
0: attitude previously was do what I say, not what I do. Um, but we really have to change that, don't we? And as you say, respect the intelligence of our children because uh-huh. they are, um, and they are so much more aware and they understand so much more than we necessarily always have given them credit for in previous generations. So that. I mean, I, my uh, my kids have not gone through a mainstream education system. They have kind of, they've been through um, Waldorf or Steiner, as it's called here, education. And that's a very different format, again, which is led a lot by the children. And I think it really does make a difference to see them negotiate things in a different way, you know, rather than, feeling that they have to get right or wrong answers, that there are maybe multiple answers and possibilities that are not in the textbooks. And I think that's one of the things that I love as well about about working with kids and about seeing kids explore stuff. You know, we as adults, we have a lot of layered in habits in our thinking. And for children, it's so much more full of possibility.
1: Absolutely. Their imagination is limitless. They they come into this world, they are born with unlimited imagination and potential and and trust in the Mm -hmm. world, right? And then slowly but surely, the parents together with the school system, very slowly but surely, we start slashing that away, taking that away piece by piece by piece, by asking them to conform. Uh, there is only one way to answer, doing homework in one way. You know, grades are important. All all of this uniformity and, and expectations of grades and honor rolls. And of course, even though my son goes through a regular public school, I allow him, I, I create the Psychological safety in the home for us, him and I, to navigate these constraints. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I compensate whatever is going on in school with the freedom to negotiate things with me in the house. Mm-hmm. the The freedom of choices of how we do things. You know, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. I I, I gave him a poster with this two words when he was seven it's been in his room and we keep talking about that Mm -hmm. so you know the power of yet all of these things so I see it in my son that because I allowed him this inner freedom within the home environment his creativity is just always so surprising and beautiful and i know that all children are that way if if yeah. if they could just be allowed to to express themselves and the last thing i want to say to parents is creativity is messy so it never comes with a neat house. <laughs> Just <laughs> as, a, as a tip, there.
0: <laughs> no, that's uh, that is absolutely uh, so true, so true. Um, I mean, <laughs> but it is yeah. worth it, and you it's know, the only th- the the thing I would add to that as well, I guess, um, doing the work that I do is that if we don't allow this to uh, be maintained, to be encouraged then we have a lot of stuff to undo when people get to adulthood and when people get to, you know, that that point in their lives where that creativity that has been pent up maybe in some way has got to come out. And we have a lot of unplugging, I guess, of all that to do.
1: Yes, yes. I talk a lot in my program about triggers. So triggers meaning, as you know, an emotional reaction to something. So let's say your child wants to express himself or herself in a way that triggers you. Instead of identifying ourselves with the trigger, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we need to distance ourselves from the trigger and definitely from the child and the situation and ask and do the inner work of self-reflecting and saying, what is it exactly that I'm feeling right now? Where is this coming from? When did this first happen in my life? Mm
0: -hmm. Why?
1: What is this trigger here to tell me about myself that I need to work on? Right. It has nothing to do with what the child did in that moment. And that's why I call this conscious parenting. It's not parenting on autopilot that I react, I feel this way. I'm in my right to feel this way. You do what I say. That's autopilot. That That's being totally unconscious, yeah. right? The child is, con- our children are constant mirrors to ourselves. So we have to pause. Oh, whoa, I yeah. I was angry again. I yelled again.
0: Yeah.
1: What am I doing?
0: There, there, there's actually, there's a, a lot of um the kind of, newer work that's coming out of neuroscience that, you know, looks at the idea that emotions are not reactions. In fact, they are predictions, you know, we're predicting how the situation is going to go. uh Um, And the idea as well that, you know, we can't help this triggered effect, you know, in in actual fact, what's happening is we ourselves are activating something within us. Uh And that is where you know we're now being handed a lot of responsibility by the research that's coming out of neuroscience because we're we're being told actually you have a choice here this is down to you at the end of the day this is not something that you just can't help you can help this but do you choose to
1: yes what we said earlier personal mm. accountability and self leadership is exactly that yeah. am i holding myself accountable Against my own goals and and vision for my life, am I holding myself accountable? Did I commit to this? Mm. Did I show self discipline? Am I doing the inner working? Yeah, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's the most beautiful work anybody can do.
0: Mm. You're so right, Mihala. Listen, thank you so much. We have so much food for thought. I think in those. 20 odd minutes there. So I hope that it is going to be able to um, inspire someone to think about how they do things. And we're going to put all the details in the show notes, but is there one place that you would like people to go if they want to find out more about the work that you do?
1: Sure. That would be my website. Um, It's parentingmadeconscious.com or they can find it by my name. I will send you the link. And, um, Please look at the program. Also, please follow me on Instagram, which is, I'll give you the handle.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mihaila It has been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thank you, Deirdre. Same here. Thank you. Very grateful.
0: You're still here? Great. Look, I know there's a lot to choose from out there. So thanks for flying with Ambition Incubator Airlines. And I look forward to seeing you on board again soon. Seriously, though, thank you for tuning in. My guests and I love hearing about what inspires you on the show and what advice has made a difference in your life or work and what you'd like more of. So get in touch. If you want to know about my other work, head over to ambitionincubator.com for details. And don't forget to hit subscribe for more great interviews, advice and bite-sized brain science every week.